We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome into the NBA front office show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane with Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Lots of stuff that went down over the weekend for us to talk about. We've got some trade stuff. We've got some strange retirement stuff going on, injuries, all kinds of things to dive into. Uh, Keith, how are you doing? How was your weekend, man? Hey, it was really good. It was, uh, you know, yeah, it, it was a busy one because the 7th, which is kind of the real true contract guarantee deadline, uh, hit over the weekend. So that, that made it a bit busier than usual weekend as far as transactional stuff. But but uh, all good stuff there. I did like, and I do have to comment. I don't know if you looked, but we got a lot of comments on the Friday show about just like how like weird it got on Friday. And most <laughs> people seem to enjoy it. So I, uh, yeah, for a Friday, Friday was, was a little odd. <laughs> We got a little out there, but we had some fun, and that, that's what front office Fridays are for. My wife has been out of town over the weekend, so it's been a whirlwind of a weekend for me. <laughs> I've been at trampoline parks with my daughter. Oh, I've been running a lot. I've been playing Legos, doing all these things. What got so? I'm trying to remember what what did we do that got so weird on Friday? Um, people from Australia and England both commented on our oh, accents. That's right. That's, oh, that's uh, right. We did the accent. I forgot about that. The, the wild uh, start to the show where I was just yelling for whatever reason. Uh, with that, that. Was so, yeah, it was a fun Friday. So that's the way to say if you miss out and you don't tune in to front office Fridays, you get you got to get there and, and check right. it out. That's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. And I should note today, the eighth. We're one month from the trade deadline. One month from today right. is the NBA trade deadline. Let's go. Let's go. The trade deadline is coming. We've got some trade news to talk about today. But first, uh, Draymond Green uh, had to be talked out of retirement by Adam Silver, was saying he's had enough and he was just going to retire. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Uh, what what do we take away from this? I mean, Draymond Green's returning to the Warriors, but he was like really considering just walking away after this latest incident. Yeah, and I have I have not listened, so I've only seen like the the written up uh, stuff about the the show. This was his show. Uh, if anybody missed it, he was reinstated officially over the weekend, mm -hmm. uh, so he can return. The Warriors said it's probably going to be. I think they said it was a week uh, before you should expect him to play because he needed some ramp up time. But his suspension is over, so now it's just when he's ready to go physically, they'll, they'll put him back in the lineup. But 
as part of that kind of, I guess, return, he's returned to doing his uh, podcast again. And he came out and said on there, like you said, Adam Silver, he told him, you know what, I'm done. I don't know how to handle this anymore. I can't get control of it. I, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but sure. I think I'm going to retire. And apparently Adam Silver was like, no, like we you, we don't need to do that. And, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people saying like Draymond's a liar and he's making this up and it's not yeah. true. And I don't know that that's, you know, necessarily the way this is going or anything. I do think that if if this is all on the level, I think this was Adam Silver probably telling him like, hey, let's get you help. Let's not just walk away from the problem. Like, let's get you to a better place where we can have you on the court and ready to go and be a contributing member and all those things uh, that it is. And it does get lost. This guy is a great basketball player, at least was. Great's probably too far now. He's still a good basketball player. And it gets lost in all the nonsense. So, you know, if this is all true, then I'm going to say credit to Adam Silver for saying, hey, let's not just run from the issue and hide from it. Let's mm -hmm. take it on and try to get this figured out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is something that, you know, th that's good on Adam Silver for talking Draymond out of retirement, trying to do what you can to make sure everything is right for him, for him to return to play. Obviously, he do it does have to deal with the consequences of his actions, and he's already missed. what? How many games has he missed at this point? Is it like 13? Something like that. Uh, something like that. It's somewhere in that range. It, it's in, I know in he that, that range. The first time, right? Right. Um, that he was out. So let, let's see. We'll look it up real quick here. He has been out for 13. All right. So right. 12 suspended and then this one uh, yesterday. So, mm -hmm. so that's the, the, the 13 total there. And then he missed five uh, suspended before. So that's a total of 17 games suspended uh, this season for Draymond Green. And he's missed a couple other with others with injuries. Do you think part of this could be Draymond showing Adam Silver, like how serious he is about all of this? Like he had it to prove be. to the NBA that, you know, that he's taking this seriously and, and all of that. Could he be saying, look, I'm, I'm willing to walk away and retire. Could, could that, like, I wonder, would he really have, like if Adam Silver had just said, okay, you know, go ahead and write up your, your resignation. What would have happened there? Like, yeah, and I'm not saying Draymond's lying. Perhaps this really was getting him to the point where he really was saying, look, I'm done and I'm, I'm just going to walk away. Just he's in a position where he has to prove to the league that he's able to return and showing he's remorseful and so remorseful that he's considering to retire. Yeah, maybe there's some some something there. But uh, again, I, I, I doubt that's the case, but something that, that popped into my head. It, it may very well be. I, I think, too, we all have emotional reactions sometimes. It, obviously, he had one in the actual moment uh, when he took down Rudy Gobert and then uh, when he hit Yusuf Nurkic in each of those incidences. So those were emotions getting the better of him. And then maybe it was when it was, hey, we're going to suspend you indefinitely. Maybe it was another emotional reaction. Then, you know what, I don't know how to fix this, so I'm just out. And there may be, sometimes we see with athletes, especially ones who play with an edge, if they find they can't play with that edge anymore, they just find they can't play. And then it's, mm -hmm. it's, they decide it's time to walk away. I just don't have it anymore. So maybe that is where this went uh, with Draymond Green. But we're going to find out. Like I continue to say, teams are going to test him now. Guys are going to try to get under his skin. They're going to try to get, get him upset. They're going to see. Draymond Green is not going to play the rest of his career without getting a technical and probably not sure. going to play the rest of his career without getting thrown out of a game. The key is 
it sounds weird to say this. If he gets thrown out for screaming and yelling at a referee and cussing him out, that's fine. Like, you know, respective of it's better than hitting an opponent or sure. you know, getting or physical with somebody, on somebody right? or something. Yeah, right. he's probably going to get another flagrant foul in the course of his career. What sure. can happen is anytime he yells at somebody or he gets a flagrant foul, I don't want to see a million people like, see, same guy, kick him out. You know, he should be out of the league entirely. Like, that's not like guys get technicals, guys get thrown out, guys get flagrant fouls. Like that happens. What we can't have happen is hauling off and belting an opponent or choking a guy out. Like those are things clearly that, that cannot happen. But yeah, I, I, I do expect this to be interesting to watch just from the standpoint of how our team's going at him now moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely something to keep an eye on there. Uh, sticking with the Warriors, Chris Paul breaks his hand. He did have surgery, and now he's going to be out four to six weeks. Um, tough blow uh, for the Warriors that, you know, they're struggling. They're, they're trying to claw their way back into the playoff mix, and now they're going to be without Chris Paul for some time. Uh, I saw some stuff out there that maybe they could put Chris Paul in the trade market. I'd imagine most teams that were trading for him will be doing so for the contract. So I don't know that him being out of action necessarily kills any kind of trade value he would have. But it's it's not a positive either way on the trade front. Obviously, a big negative on the court. Yeah, without a doubt, for the trade purposes, he won't be back likely before the trade deadline. No, it maybe if he is, it's like a game or two ahead of it, and that's only if he heals on the quick, you know, very quick side of this. I, I think trade value wise, this probably doesn't really change his trade value at all if you're trading for him. You know what you're expecting as long as you get a chance to look and say, all right, as soon as this the hand fracture heals, he'll be fine. Then we're good as long as there's not expected to be any kind of long-term issues. But you're mostly right. It's This is 90% about the contract and 10% about him as a player because he's effectively a $30.8 million uh, expiring contract because his next year's contract is fully non-guaranteed. So we'll see what happens with this. I, I do get a feeling something's going to happen with the Warriors. I don't even think we, I don't know if we put it on the list or not, but there was the Kaminga stuff came out yeah. um, where he's unhappy with his playing time. Moses Moody apparently uh, chirped up too that he hasn't been happy with his playing time. So, so we're in a spot where, yeah, we've got a bunch of these guys are, you know, talking, Andrew Wiggins hasn't been himself and hasn't looked very good. It just feels like something big could happen with the Warriors, especially if they're they're like, oh, we got Draymond back. We still have Steph. Clay has been better recently. Mm-hmm. We feel like we can retool around the, the, the core group here for one more run. They do have the pieces to go out and make a trade or two if that's what they want to do. Now, with the Warriors, the news that, that came out just recently was that the Warriors are, quote, loathe to trade yes. Jonathan Kaminga, which I wonder how much of that is Jonathan Kaminga asks out and that and the teams are like, oh, maybe we can get him on the cheap. And then <laughs> the Warriors are like, oh, no, 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 we really don't want to trade this guy. I mean, that they not saying they're lying, not saying that's not true. But if I'm the Warriors, no matter what I think about Jonathan Kaminga, I'm putting out there, well, we really don't want to trade him. So you know, people have to come with stronger offers. Yeah. And so you've got that part of it. You've also got the part where he's actually been pretty good recently for them and playing pretty well. And he is one of the only young players from that kind of transitional years that they hit on that that's actually delivered on the promise of being a high draft pick. 
mm-hmm. after, you know, clearly I'm talking well after the core guys were drafted. This was like, what was it, that two-year period where they were really, they had a bunch of injuries and just fell kind of the bottom of the standings. Kaminga was one of the guys who really has come through. So I, I get why they would be loath to trade him if that's the terminology we're going to use. I also think that there is a real chance here that what we ultimately see is does this turn into more of, Hey, it's got to be a home run kind of trade for us to, to put him into that trade where we really are looking at and saying after, yeah, this put us back on the path towards being a playoff team and toward towards, you know, really pushing. I mean, they got killed by the Raptors last night. We're recording on Monday. So on Sunday Mm -hmm. night, uh, they got really hammered by the Raptors and with the Lakers win, that that flip flopped them again in the standings there at the bottom of the the uh, playing picture in the Western Conference. So, in the Utah Jazz, only a half game behind the Warriors right now. So, it's tight. Like they 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 either need to get guys back, really make a run at it with what they have, or start to look at making some changes. And then what your question is is Jonathan Kaminga like a guy you feel he's worth keeping because he can be a foundational piece. Post Curry, Green, Thompson, or do you look at it and say, let's go get it, somebody who can help us now and over the next two, three seasons while we still have mm-hmm. these guys and let's figure this out? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the question for the Warriors as we get closer to the trade deadline. Uh, let's head, well, not far away from the Warriors, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Pascal Siakam, for a little while there, Kate, in fact, I think we even talked about this a little bit on Friday that. We were kind of wondering if a Siakam to Sacramento trade might go down over the weekend. Then suddenly Shams burst that bubble, said it's not going to happen. Um, the Kings reportedly not interested uh, in trading their major pieces here. Not interested in uh, in trading any kind of, or giving Siakam any kind of a max contract. So if that's the case, that could definitely put a, a big, big stop on any kind of activity here. Yeah, without a doubt. It sounds like this deal was centered around Harrison Barnes and something, I'm going to guess maybe Kevin Herter, who's kind of been out of the, not out of the rotation, but the Kings did take him out of the starting group. So maybe that's where this was headed was Herter and and, uh, Barnes and probably something else, a pick or something for Siakam. But it sounds like then the Raptors, at some point in this conversation, we're like, actually, we need Keegan Murray. And then that's where it all fell apart. Right. And the Kings aren't willing to trade him. Reporting. Exactly. Yeah. And now the the reporting from Shams that came out earlier today, I think it was on the FanDuel show, I think maybe. maybe I, he's on so many things now, I can't keep him straight. Because every once in a while, I think I have him. And then he mixes in like breaking news from AT&T. And I'm like, right. what, where did this one come from? Um, but it's He just, he's all over the place. He hustles, right? So yeah. somewhere Shams reported that now it involves the Raptors going back to the Kings. So mm. he, I think he's basically saying it's not dead. But like Sacramento pretty much said, no, nah, we're good. We're not doing this and walked away. So so we'll see. I mean, that's kind of how it goes at this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they've got a month now. They've got a month to figure it out and make something happen if they're going to get a deal done. Who knows? There could be other landing spots for Pascal Siakam, but certainly one of the key players that's on the trade market that we're going to be keeping an eye on him. Zach Levine's another one. Of course, Buddy Heald. There's plenty of guys that these names are going to keep popping up. 
and we're going to hear some potential landing spots for them. Some will fall through, but this is some of the excitement of the trade deadline. It's getting mm -hmm. to think through all the different possibilities that we could see happen by February 8th. Um, yeah, yeah without a doubt. Yeah, I think, too, it's always important to know this is why we you have to be really careful with how much you run with something when you hear things are getting close to. Right. Close to is not have an agreement for, have agreed to, whatever phrasing. The, the reporters are generally pretty good, and they don't generally jump the gun too much uh, well, when they're putting their, their trade uh, uh, reports out there, at least publicly like that. They may throw something in, like, conversation of the Kings and Raptors, you know, have had conversations and we're, we're, we're discussing a trade involving Pascal Siakam or something like that. But once you actually put it in writing, that tends to be a little bit closer uh, in general than other stuff. So, so we'll see what that looks like. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get to some of the signings and moves that happened over the weekend. Uh, Keith, I know you've got a list there of all the different things that went on around the league. There were a number of moves being made. Uh, why don't you hit us with the latest? Yeah, so what happened this weekend? All contracts, uh, standard and two-way, become fully guaranteed for the season on January 10th. So you might be looking at this and saying, well, that's two days away. Why did it all go down over the weekend? The functional deadline really is January 7th at 5 p.m. Eastern because at 5 p.m. Eastern, guys aren't waived by then. They can't clear waivers by 5 p.m. on the 9th, which means it carries over to the 10th, which would mean the deal is fully guaranteed. So you hear the 10th, January 10th as the deadline for guarantees, but it's really the 7th. That's why all this happened. So started with, I think, if I'm going in order here, I think the first piece of news we heard was – uh, the Trailblazers waived Skylar Mays and Ish Wainwright, so two guys that they had on standard contracts, uh, guard and a wing. They they open up two standard roster spots, so I don't have to repeat this multiple times. Anytime a team drops below 14 players, they have two weeks to sign a player to a contract, and you can be under 14 standard contracts for 28 total days in the season. We talked about this quite a bit with the Warriors earlier. Mm -hmm. There, Right now, there's two teams in this position. It's Portland and it's Cleveland. So they will have to rectify that before the trade deadline, but they're at least going to have at least one open roster spot. So Skylar Mays, Ish Wainwright. Then your Lakers 
Uh, they waived Alex Fudge and Demoy Hodge from their two-way yes. contracts and replaced them with Dylan Windler, who I think it was only the night before had set a G League record with 33 rebounds. And here's the crazy part: Dylan Windler is a six foot six wing. He's right? not a seven exactly. foot two center. So just bonkers. And what Dylan Windler is. The Lakers saw that and went, yes, we need to <laughs> right? come, come we on need down. You. Yeah. Yeah, he's now the second best big on the Lakers roster behind Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> so he six, might six. be the best rebounder, apparently, in the entire history of the NBA. If he's he doesn't have a history of these like he doesn't have a history of these like absurd rebounding games, though. Like this Every was a once in a while he would pop like a 15 or 16 rebound game in the G League, but yeah, that's not that's... uncommon. Guys will pull those kind of things. 33 is that's a ridiculous number at any level. And right. that is over twice as many as his career high in the G League. My guess is he hasn't touched that kind of rebounding number since high school, probably. Right. But, you know, we probably had a couple high school games. Just most of these guys at six foot six end up the biggest player on their high school team. And then that. But what he was really known for prior to this was his shooting. He was really known as a kind of a wing shooter type. So, so we'll see. He's bounced around the league a bit. What one other interesting note with him? He has four years of service, and if you have four years of service, you're generally not eligible to sign a two-way contract. But in this CBA, Harry Giles, among others, who then, oddly enough, landed a standard deal and had his deal fully guaranteed, so congrats to him, he mm -hmm. helped push through that if you miss one of your miss an entire season in your first four years, so you get the year of service because you're on a roster, but you don't play in a single game, you can still sign a two-way contract. Giles was famously, he missed either one or two. He might've missed two in his first four years, but he helped get that pushed through with his agency, with the players association. I think the NBA looked at it and said, all right, yeah, that makes sense to us. Like you really didn't play a whole year. So why not give you another shot at a two-way? So that's why Windler's mm -hmm. eligible because he missed an entire season when he was with the Cavs, former late first round pick. So we'll see if the Lakers are catching a late, Bloomer here, lightning in a bottle kind of guy. Maybe he can help out a little bit with some wing play. Just, I hope nobody looked at it and said, 33 rebound guy. Look, you know, we're, we're, this guy's going to come in and start rip, him. Yeah, he's, right. He's going to rip boards <laughs> down left to right. That's probably not going to no. happen. Um, no. And Keith, you will be proud of me because I, I covered that story over the weekend and I used the phrase, he's had a cup of coffee in the NBA. I love it. Well done. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I had to say that for Lakers Nation. <laughs> uh, they uh let's see the next ones that uh went down were I'm just trying to kind of sort of go in order here. Uh Taj Gibson was waived by the New York Knicks. The Knicks picked him up after they had Mitchell Robinson and Jericho Sims both get hurt. There was a point in time when Isaiah Hartenstein was the only uh healthy center on their roster. Now they have uh acquired Precious Achua. Jericho Sims is back. Robinson's obviously out for the year, but the Knicks. I think are thinking about it is, hey, we, we'd rather have the roster spot right now. And I'm pretty sure they know if we want to go back to Taj Gibson at some point later, we can go back and get him later in the season if we really need to, if yeah. we have an open roster spot. But a little extra flexibility right now going into the trade deadline, especially if you're doing like a two-for-one type of trade or anything like that. Now you don't have to waive a fully guaranteed contract. The Brooklyn Nets waived two-way player Armani Brooks. Um, he's 
Yeah, yeah, it's kind of bounced around the fringes of the NBA. Uh, then the Bucks waived two two-way players, Marcus Bolden, a center, and Lindell Wigginson. He's kind of a combo guard, undersized for a shooter, but decent playmaker. He'd been with the Bucks for three seasons, and now he's uh, going into free agency. Bolden, we'll see. My guess is a lot of these guys, when they get waived, they just return back to the team's G League team anyway, because mm-hmm. unless they're going overseas or something, they do every once in a while, they'll jump to a different G League team, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. And then the last one was Juan Toscano Anderson. Sacramento Kings had, had picked him up out of the G League about a month, about three weeks ago, I guess is a better way to put it. Gave him a shot, but now they're they're moving on and uh, let him go. Again, opens up a roster spot. And probably once again, they know, hey, if we want to go back to Juan Toscano Anderson later, we can always bring him back later and sign him there if nobody else has. So that should catch us all up with all the, the transactions. A lot of minor stuff for now. Sure. A lot of open roster spots, though, around the NBA uh, right now. Boston has one. Uh, these are all standard spots. Chicago. Cleveland has mm-hmm. two, Golden State, the Lakers have a standard, Miami has a standard, uh, Minnesota, New Orleans, New York, Portland has two, Sacramento and Toronto, and then open two-way spots. The Lakers have an open two-way, the Nets have an open two-way spot, and the Bucs have two open two-way spots. So quite a few open roster spots around the league right now. And last thing I'll say, the – transactions are you can sign players all the way through to the last day of the regular season. We'll talk about playoff waiver eligibility and all that stuff when it's pertinent, but that doesn't come till the end of February, beginning of March, but you can sign guys all the way through. And then two way players, you can sign them all the way through. I believe it's March 10th uh, now in the new CBA it used to be much earlier to make two way player changes. Those now run all the way uh, till almost the end of the season as well. We're basically till you're, through the end of the G League regular season. It wraps up about a month uh, before the NBA regular season does. So, Keith, when we've got all of this stuff, some of this can be in preparation for the trade deadline in terms of clearing up, up roster spots. It really is just about flexibility because I get a lot of people when they – this was the response I saw on, on social media across every team, right? Whenever a team did this, they went, oh, is this setting up for a trade? And in most cases, no – but it could at some point, like just having the added flexibility of an open roster spot could help facilitate a deal, but it's not, I didn't take anything that happened this weekend as, oh my gosh, something is going to happen. And that's, I think that's just wishful thinking from some people out there, but, but we are getting closer and closer to the point where you kind of have to pay attention to some of the moves and wonder if, if something's being set up. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. If you see a random waiver now, yeah, that's, that would really pique my interest because that means something's probably going on either with that player or with that team just because everybody's now deals are fully guaranteed. And that includes if somebody signs a contract today, that contract is automatically fully guaranteed. There's no uh, non-guaranteed contracts allowed for the rest of this season. So, so that's the challenge. Now, 10-day contracts work slightly different. If a player signs a 10-day, they get the, the 10 days guaranteed and then the 10 day contract ends and they get that. And that that's a little bit of a different story. And we're probably going to see, like I said, Cleveland and Portland both have two open standard roster spots. So they've got to fill at least one of them here within the next week and a half, two weeks. They'll probably do a 10 day each. 
and then that mm-hmm. will open up. Cleveland opened up their second one when Ricky Rubio took his bio, which we did get a little bit of news on that. He gave back a really big chunk of money. He gave back about five point four million in total. Wow! Um, between the two years in his buyout. So he, he reduced his number down and that took the Cavs who were only about 750 K under the tax line this year, up to about 3.2 million under the tax. So that gave them significant Helpful. wiggle room uh, with, with that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that's actually it for today. Uh, of course, as we get closer to that trade deadline, we're going to have more and more trade news. So if you're not a subscriber yet, make sure you do subscribe right here to the NBA front office show on YouTube. And then over on the podcast side as well, that way you can take us with you wherever you go. Uh, podcast side, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, you can get the audio version of the show as well. Again, thank you, everybody. Hopefully we're in for a busy week around the NBA. Till next time. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.